stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. All right. Welcome, everyone. We are breaking up with our bullshit. This is episode three. I am Tawny Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. Good to see you, Tawny. Nice to see you, too. How are things? Hot. Hot. Things are hot. And yesterday was your birthday. And yesterday was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah, was it a Thank good you. was it a good birthday? It was a good birthday. They all are good birthdays. Oh. Oh, a birthday. As, it's a birthday, right? Right. As good as we make them. Yes. Yes. Boy, talk about something that we make stories about. Yeah. Whoa, lots lots of stories lots about Lots of birthdays. bullshit stories yes. about birthdays. Yes. Yeah, yes. we all do that. In fact, I think there've been entire movies and TV shows done. I think so. About birthdays and people's mm-hmm. hang-ups on birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, here we are back for episode three. You ready to roll? I am ready. Okay. So how was episode two for you? The, we, we talked about the first time, episode mm-hmm. one, and mm-hmm. you talked about your nodding. Yes. Uh, my you know, nodding obsession. Nodding obsession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I talked about <laughs> my worries about my neck and my chin, which right. I'm now self-conscious like about again. Poofing into something. Poofing into something. I think yeah. Something yeah. Like I that. made fun okay. of the yes. size of my cranium. Um <laughs> So how was the experience of the second time as opposed to the first time for you? Yes. Um, I felt so much more comfortable. I, the whole way home, wondered if I talked too much because I was talking more the second time than the first time. Right. We were getting your backstory on yeah, stuff. Right? Yeah. As a counselor, I don't necessarily have somebody come see me and then, you know, start with my backstory. Right. Um, so feels a little bit strange, but it felt really good. And um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't find anything to be too critical about myself hey, at that time. Hey, how about that? Yeah. So was there something, that, what's the opposite of being critical? Lauding yourself for? Was there something that you did that you really, like, hey, I did that really well? Yeah. Well, I just thought, wow, I looked a little more comfortable, sounded a little bit more comfortable, talked a little bit louder, like I followed some of the directions or feedback um, advice. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So yeah. felt good about that. Oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> well... That's good because all those things I think were true. I, th- I think you, you certainly felt a lot more, seemed like you felt a lot more comfortable and, and all that. Um, <laughs> An interesting thing is. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, that's what I got caught up on. Um, I noticed in the replay when I listened to it, uh, you know how you like to nod a lot? Apparently, mm-hmm. I really love the word interesting. You really do. It's true. It was bad. <laughs> It was bad. I mean, just a lot of interesting uses of the word interesting yes. and interesting scenarios. And mm-hmm. I found everything interesting. Everything was interesting. Everything is interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> but here's the thing that drives me crazy about that. First of all, repeating anything, you know, is is always awkward when you hear someone do that. Mm-hmm. I also say right a lot, I realized. Oh. Uh, but with interesting, the, the thing about it is when I used to uh, teach and have students respond in papers or verbally, to things, I would chafe internally, not externally, hopefully, <laughs> when they would, would respond with interesting. I'd say, so what did you think of that that passage that you just read? What do you, th-? you know, well, I found it interesting. Because <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It, it, it means, I mean, I realize why people say that. And it's a way to say, yes, they were engaged in it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say much mm-hmm. beyond that. And so it drove me insane. And I remember sitting in faculty lounges and stuff, and we would talk about this. And so I am guilty of the very thing that I cannot stand. And boy, have I, I mean, when I noticed that immediately, the story's like, what does that mean? Because what I used to say that that meant for students was they hadn't quite formulated how they felt or what they really thought yet. So they couldn't sit. So does that mean because I'm using interesting? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. Yeah. But what if it is true? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean if not true? Are, are people going to think I'm not prepared? Are they going to think I don't know what to say? See where I went? Yes. Yes. Boom. That's mm-hmm. so anyway, the only thing we can really do is try to rectify that. I need to be aware of that. And you took it upon yourself. Yes, I did. We, are, <laughs> we, I, I found this to be really important to, um, to work through. But not with interesting. You, with you. Not interesting, um, but very important. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to help you out. Oh, all yes. right. So I gathered, I don't know if you noticed on our Facebook group. Um, I gathered some other terms, other oh, words, synonyms. Yes, synonyms that would you could use. Okay. Um, and everybody wanted to 
to help out with this, but they didn't know yet what they were helping out with, but they were so helpful. So we've got lots of choices. This is for great. You. So this is all from listeners. Yes. Awesome. All from listeners and followers of our Facebook okay. group. Okay. Lay it on me. Okay. We've got lots of votes for fascinating. So fascinating is a good one for okay. you. Okay. Fascinating. Um, st- how stimulating. That was one too. I, you might not use that in every, in replacement all the time, mm-hmm. but that is, um, that's something. That was one. I find I thought that was really good. Okay. I love hmm cuz that can mean all sorts of things. You right. could have fun with that one. <laughs> um I also let's see. We've got inspiring and enthralling. Enthralling. Noteworthy. It, noteworthy it wasn't on the list, but that's a great one. All right. Um we've got unusual or or I almost said stimulating again. What's that about? Okay. Um <laughs> intriguing. <laughs> Remarkable. Remarkable wasn't on here either, but yes, captivating. Captivating. All right. This is great. Can can I sit with that list or do you want to just interrupt me when I, I use I'm gonna, interesting? I'm going to do something when you say interesting. Hopefully I'll catch it. I I think I can do that, um, okay. but I'm definitely going to let you know to go to your list. Okay. Somehow, some okay. way. Those of you on video can see she has a list. She can just yes. shove it over. Is that what you're going to do? I, I think, shove it at me? I think so. Or I might just say... And I might just give you a couple options or something. Who knows? This is great. I don't know. Teamwork in action. Yes, we are here to help. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that is remarkable. How about? I'm just practicing. Yeah, it may not great. actually be applicable right there, but at least it's not interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting. It's not so interesting. you are on your way. This is going to uh, be good. Okay, this is good. Uh, okay. All right. So <laughs> that's what the main thing I noticed, uh, and and yet alongside that overall. Um, we got really good feedback on mm-hmm. the last episode. A lot of people really mm-hmm. engaged in it. Mm-hmm. And you know what's what I love about presence work is that oftentimes what needs to happen next becomes evident, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, that's one of the things I've loved about it. Rather than worrying about, okay, what to do next and in this context, what should we talk about next? What should we do next? Kind of let it emerge. Mm-hmm. And when I found when I'm present, that awareness of what that next step is usually just kind of materializes in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I took as that sign this time around, Mm -hmm. the feedback I got within literally hours and then over the next few days after the episode uh, dropped of people in various ways with various directions and feelings bringing up this notion of um, what I should have what I should know by now, what I should be doing by now, or what I could be doing, or mm-hmm. but if I hadn't done this, or why do I feel, you know, I have all these things in life. Why do I still feel blank? Like and I should be happy. I should be happy. <clears throat> not that was one. Mm-hmm. I should be happy with what I've got. Mm-hmm. Had other people who said, you know, I, uh, I got. I did everything I felt I was sh- supposed to do, which is mm-hmm. kind of the related word to should, I guess, supposed yeah, to. Yeah. And I, f- I felt empty, mm-hmm. and I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, many years ago, I did everything I thought I was supposed to do, got all those things, and was felt empty. So I, I get that. But it was amazing, Tony. Like five people in a row. Isn't that funny. And I went, okay, there's something. There's yeah. something to this. And mm-hmm. so, certainly, those stories particularly those of us in the, I guess we're what, Generation X yes, area right yes. in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're asking ourselves a lot of those questions and, and having a lot of those shoulds. Uh, the bullshits. The bullshits. <laughs> the bullshits. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very um, stimulating term <laughs> to use in this kind. Of I have a bullshit story. A bullshit. Yeah, just from my birthday yesterday. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. Just so, so easy, something big tiny. or small? No, it's a tiny one. Tiny. Okay. But I just noticed that should okay. pop up. So here it was. It was time to sing happy birthday to me. Not that I would sing it, but other people would sing it, mm-hmm. right? These beautiful gluten-free chocolate uh, cupcakes. Some of them had the peanut butter frosting beautifully done. I mean, they just looked so pretty you didn't even want to eat them. The other ones were vanilla and chocolate. Beautiful, right? So I've got some not... Not as many years of candles on one cupcake, but I've got some candles <laughs> on a cupcake. And they're lit. And the birthday song. And then here's the pressure of my birthday wish. A birthday wish comes to mind. I can't share it because then it doesn't happen. You know, uh-huh. I have to keep it to myself. No spoiler alert. But then immediately I noticed, I thought, 
should I ask for that wish? Should I have that wish? Should I, is there a better wish? Like, I was bullshitting in the middle of my birthday wish. And that's a time where you're not even supposed to question what that wish is. If if shoulds come up in a birthday wish, oh my gosh, they come up all over the place, everywhere. So I just decided to think of three or four things really quickly, and I just wished for them all. Which, of course, you're allowed to do. I, I had no idea. It felt good. It felt liberating. But... Just noticing that I asked myself, should I be wishing for that? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> right, because where does that come from? Because it, is, it, uh, is it like, because it was, I realize you can't say anything, but was it like, did it feel too, were you wondering, was it a too selfish of a wish? Was it too? I, I think, I, yeah, I felt like pressure, like to have more of a, of a, uh, what's the word of of some kind of a, a kinder wish or maybe like not an a, altruistic yeah, one yeah yeah oh, something like that right? I might say interesting but I can go with altruistic yes that That's was good, good. That all was right good. so so something a little more like less focused on you yeah so like world peace yeah you should and it's be my birthday right right you should be able to wish for a rack of ribs every day for the rest of your life exactly. if that's what you want exactly or exactly. to travel through a wormhole in space to another dimension exactly and that's the way shoulds get in the way. Right. Then they cover up what we connection with ourselves, what we really want. They cover that all up because they they divert us. And they divert from the moment that you're being celebrated yeah. by the people who love you, wishing right. you a happy birthday. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of the right birthday wish. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. So that pops up in the small, tiny places and, of course, the bigger places like you were talking about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's the that's the one thing that other people have commented on as well is that mm-hmm. they're starting to notice, as you and I have talked about many times, these things pop up around really small things mm-hmm. and around really big things. Yeah. And yet they can be, even from small places, they can pull us out of the present. And that opens up us to, opens us up to a lot more difficulty mm-hmm. in the moment. And then it's, it's that type of thing, like you pull one thread out of the sweater mm-hmm. and you go far enough yeah. and you can pull that whole sweater apart, right? It's yeah. only one thing, mm-hmm. but it can kind of unravel other things. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's why, as I've been doing this more of this presence work, noticing those little moments mm-hmm. feel really good to catch because it's mm-hmm. like practice to mm-hmm. catch the bigger ones. Yes. Right? That yeah. saying of small things often, right? If that goes for positive changes and small things often that are small shoulds often definitely take us out more often mm-hmm. of potential small piles moments. of should mm-hmm. uh-huh. small piles see of we're should. having way too much fun and then it makes it a big pile of should big big pile of should <laughs> bull should <laughs> i think we might have to change our name what do you think <laughs> oh well that's only one angle it true it's it one angle yes. although maybe we did find a title or the episode. Oh, maybe we did. Something on okay, that. The bullshit. Okay, the bullshit. The bullshit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, well, anyway, so that was the feedback. Got, mm-hmm. So I thought that we could talk about that today. And I know that last time we'd mentioned that we've given a lot of background. People know who we are mm-hmm. and how we got connected. Yeah. Have uh, some introductions to what presence work mm-hmm. is really about. And we've talked a lot about, you know, trying to move from a headspace to a body space is really the key mm-hmm. of this. And we explained a little bit of that. There's a practice involved. And yep. so mm-hmm. um, at the risk of, you know, talking too much from a heady space, mm-hmm. we thought we could do that. So our thought was, or my thought was, let's take some of this discussion about shoulds and coulds and woulds mm-hmm. and kind of build a practice around it. Yeah. So what would be a good way to do that? Should we pick something mm-hmm. small? Mm-hmm. Should we pick something big? Do you want something from me? We could do a practice together. Yeah, yeah. You have a big should, JD, that we might be able to work with. I have several. Which, oh. <laughs> which is, as you know, I have okay. I have several. But which one are you thinking about? I am thinking about the kids one. Oh, the that kids should one. the kids one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. We can do that. Yeah. Um, I should probably explain what that one is, right? That yeah, just a little bit of that, and okay. then we'll we'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I do not have children. Right? Hmm. And there's usually the obligatory, as far as I know, joke that needs to be made right there. So I'm just going to leave that oh, off to the side. Okay. Okay. Even though I guess I just made it. But <laughs> nevertheless, um, I do not have kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm 47. So, and I'm not partnered. So that's not going to be happening anytime soon, mm-hmm. you know, just most likely. Yeah. Right. Okay. And um, the majority of the time, actually, more and more of time goes by, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. 
I have uh, a niece and nephew who are awesome. You get to be super uncle. I get to be super uncle, which is so great. Which in some ways is the best job. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm very happy with that. And uh, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it or lamenting it mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What I what can happen though, as you know, mm-hmm. is a should can come up around it around am I should I have them because I'm going to miss out on a fundamental human experience? Am I missing out on on some important element of what it means to be human? Um, and did I do something wrong by not having kids? Mm-hmm. Right, And it's something that it comes up usually when I'm around people with kids. And it's not something that, you know, I, I resent other people for having kids mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, I actually love, I actually love them. I work with them, you know, mm-hmm. in, in my day job. Uh, I, I enjoy them a lot, but that's where it comes up. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. did I do something wrong or should I have had kids or should I have made different choices mm-hmm. in previous relationships I've had mm-hmm. so that I could have had kids, mm-hmm. you know, do other people think I did something wrong? Mm-hmm. I have kids. Because sometimes people look at me kind of weird. Mm. They'll ask, oh, so, you know, do you have kids? No, I don't. Oh. Mm. And they don't, say, like, they don't know what to say. And then all, that's story fodder right there for me. What are oh. they thinking? Yeah. Or, well, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. they, what are they wondering about me? Mm-hmm. You know, all those things. I remember you had asked me a question one time about were you, something like, were you missing out? <laughs> I on... said exactly that. Am I, yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell everybody what you said? I said yes. <laughs> you were missing out. But you're experiencing something other than. Right. And and it was <clears> built around, I think, a really interesting point. Oh, oh boy. Caught oh, it. Boy. I ding, caught ding. it. There it is. <laughs> a very, um, hmm, this is a tough one. <laughs> I'm just going to go with notable. Okay. A very notable Okay. Point that really stuck with me. And that was, there is no such thing as a complete human experience. Yes. And that was something that really opened up a lot of things for me. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that, oh, okay. And of course, it seems so obvious because we're choosing mm-hmm. where we go and then there are consequences or results of that. Yeah. So while I may not have the experience of being a parent, which gets celebrated and everybody likes for all understandable reasons. Uh, I'm having life experiences that people mm-hmm. who have kids aren't. aren't. Exactly. And I know for a fact, many of them have the same shoulds from the other direction because yes. they share them with me. Yes. And, or they've shared with them with me more since we said that. But I remember when you said that to me, you said, yeah, you are missing out. <laughs> I was like, oh, Shit. <laughs> and it's not to, a problem. Aren't you supposed to make me feel better? Yeah. Uh, yeah and it's not a problem. And it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So I like that idea of going with that should. Okay. Because it is something that, that I can feel mm-hmm. when it comes up. Yeah. And I do feel vulnerable sharing it and admitting it. Like I can feel it right now knowing that people are going to be listening to this and, mm-hmm. and watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a vulnerability I like to always show. And yeah. so I'm a little... Mm-hmm. Actually... Okay. I'm a little twitchy all of a sudden, <laughs> weirdly. I'm feeling a little warm. <laughs> Doesn't usually happen. Um, you just dropped some vulnerability. I guess so. I guess so. All right. So okay. so we're going to do a practice around this yes. should. Okay. Yes. So what do you need me yes. to do? Yes. Well, I need you to just sit back okay. in your chair and get comfortable if, if there's a way to do that. Okay. I'm going to pull in a little closer. Do you want yes. me to lean back or yes. sit up straight? What is comfortable for you? I'll tell you once I get there. Okay. This is all about your comfort and for all the listeners, right? As yeah. JD gets, as JD figures out his comfortable sp- spot here, <laughs> just to um, sort of get us going here. If you are able, if you're listening and you're able to, and you want to practice along, feel free. If you're able to get comfortable in your seat, if you're able to, maybe even you're in a place you can. Close your eyes. That might could be helpful. We're going to start there. Um, you don't have to, though. So there's not going to be a whole lot of thinking or efforting that needs to be happening here as we get going. Just follow my words and, um, you know, just take the pressure off. Okay. Well, and, I'm, I'm and in my open. spot. Yeah, I'm you're in, in your spot. I'm in my spot. So okay. this is comfortable for me. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to take a sip of my okay. liquid here from my... 
from Wobs your Boo Wobs mug. Excellent. We did have a winner last week. We did. We did. Just Tori so excited. won. Yep. Yep. It's so, awesome. Anyway. Okay. Okay. We're ready. Okay, JD. Soften your eyes. And everybody who's listening, just go ahead and allow your eyes to soften. And if that means closing them, go ahead and feel free to close your eyes. And just allow your eyelids to be heavy. So as I'm working with JD here, I'm talking to everybody um, who's listening right now. We all have a human experience or a should or something going on in our body right now. So just beginning to soften your eyes, soften your eyelids, and allow for some softness to enter your tongue. So without thinking about that too much, just allow maybe the tip of the tongue to sit right behind the two top front teeth and allow your jaw to be heavy. So again, not a whole lot of forcing here. Softening is the opposite of tension. So if you are noticing you're trying to make something happen, just soften some more. <clears throat> did that. Yeah, yeah, it happens real quick. I just noticed that, yeah, it tightens yeah. up. We want to mm-hmm. do the right thing, and we're putting all of our energy into this particular thing. Just listen to the word softness or soften, softening, and just allow for that to happen. Your body wants to soften. And then allow for a smile on the inside, whatever that means to you. It's not a forcing kind of thing. You might feel some lightness. You might feel an actual smile on your face. You might feel a softening somewhere in your body with a smile. You might feel a light of ray. It doesn't really matter what you feel. Just invite a smile on the inside. And as you continue to soften and smile on the inside, take an inhale and drop your awareness into your belly. So uh, the belly sometimes can be quite tense. If the belly, if you've got a history with discomfort around the belly, for whatever reason, you might also, um, I'll use the word seat. So imagine the seat of yourself being sort of the lower abdominals, sort of inside all the way, the girdle, you know, all the way around um, from your back to your sides to your front, that that girdle where the pelvis sits. Just allow for that seat to be where you draw your awareness to. And notice as you inhale that expansion occurs. Notice that spaciousness just naturally occurs as you draw in that inhale. And I'm going to ask JD, what are you noticing here without going up into your head to think about what's here in your belly? What are you just noticing here in your belly or your seat? Um, <clears throat> it's tight to start. It was tighter than I had thought at the beginning or noticed, uh, but it's relaxing. And because it's relaxing, it feels freer. So, um, so allow for that relaxation and freedom to expand in your belly without forcing it to do anything in particular, just to invite spaciousness. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now? Uh, things are things are settling. My body is settling. Um, the activity, the activatedness I felt earlier is dissipating. Um, I'm not hot anymore. I feel like I'm I, I'm really aware that <laughs> I'm cooling off. Mm-hmm. Part of that's because I'm I'm suddenly really aware of the air moving around in this room. Mm-hmm. The air conditioner is on, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so there's that and that's helping the rest of me soften at the beginning of this softening. My face was like, it kept tightening up, mm-hmm. kept tightening up. Mm-hmm. I feel a little more like the softening in my face is now matching, matching the softening in my belly. Mm. So it feels 
um, I feel more even keel. Mm-hmm. So what you're feeling is a sense of groundedness, a sense of centered and connection to a part of you, your seat or your belly, mm-hmm. that is sort of the place in which we connect with ourselves. So as we allow for a few more moments here in this place of connection with ourselves, and there's a sense of relaxed, there's a sense of spaciousness, there's a sense of softening. What's here now, J.D.? Uh, For me, what's here now is uh, I'm, I'm in a good place. (laughs) <laughs> right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. across the board. Uh, and what's interesting is I wasn't even thinking about what the should was. <laughs> that just here. That just, that just went away <laughs> until mm-hmm. I just remembered how I got here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. wasn't really, that wasn't really part of it. it, it there's, um, I guess you could call it okayness mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. yeah, okay. it's great. Okay, so... This connection with yourself, this sense of sort of calm here. Um, there's not a problem here. Mm. You almost forgot about the thinking part <laughs> of the should, because the should is from a thinking space. When we drop below the stories and the thinking space into creating connection to ourselves, we can feel a lot of different things. So you may, listeners, you may not be feeling the sense of calm, and groundedness that JD's feeling, and that's okay. You're giving space to and allowing for whatever is coming up for you here. JD's done a lot of time here, and it it isn't always right. a peaceful calm. That's true. But when we get below the stories, it's more often less of a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here we are, in, and for for folks listening, listening, if you've gone up into your head to kind of think about what I'm talking about or try to sort of like talk yourself into this that or that or evaluate or judge yourself for it not going in the way that maybe you would want it to or, you know, you're, you're tense, whatever is happening in your head, what, what I would just invite you to do is to continue to soften, soften your eyes and your tongue, soften your face allow for a smile, and sink back down to belly. So here we're centered, we're grounded. We're gonna, we've got a little bit more time, so we're going to, with JD, travel up to heart space for a moment. And sometimes when we come from belly to heart, our body wants to readjust. It naturally wants to shift. If you're noticing that for yourself, allow for that. If not, no worries. Again, we're softening into this, not trying to make something happen or trying to change anything. So as we move up to heart space for you, JD, Mm. just imagine that the breath is coming in and through heart space for a moment. Notice that as you inhale through heart space, the front of your body expands. It naturally does this. Yep. And so as you tune into heart space, another dimension of yourself, we already were in the belly, one dimension dimension or the seat, we're moving up to heart space, another dimension. What do you notice here right now? Uh, awareness of really abundance. Um, the people in my life, I'm thinking my niece and my nephew keep popping to mind mm. and the people that are closest to me, um, my friends. Um, of which I have many, like, and it's interesting because interesting, it's noteworthy. (laughs) So Uh, I, so what happens, what, what just happened for JD is he went right into his head. Yep. And that's not a problem because that's what we want to do. So, because we're, because we've practiced it so much. Mm -hmm. We've spent so much time in our head. So I am just going to remind him to soften and come in back down to belly, mm-hmm. seat up to heart. So you said abundance. Abundance and connection. Abundance I'm really aware of yes. all the good yes. connection with people that I have in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And so heart space is where we connect with others. 
So sometimes, and this was certainly the case for JD when we, and myself even, like every, when we start to really get into our body, we've protected ourselves in heart space for a long time. So if you're not noticing much, listeners, if in, in the heart space right now, or if it's tense, if it's tight, it feels a little scary, not a problem. Just allow for that sense to expand. So JD, allow for abundance. Allow for connection to expand. Feel it through your whole body. Give room and space for whatever it is that's coming online in our body. As we give room and space, welcome it, be with it, and let it let it move as it needs to move. No need to scrunch it up and lodge it in a place in our body because it's uncomfortable. So what's happening for you right now, JD? <laughs> very centered, very calm, grateful. Gratitude is mainly what I'm feeling. Just let it expand. Let it out, expand even outside of your body. Just allow for it to grow, be what it wants and needs to be. I'm grateful that we're doing this. Mm. It's great. Yeah. So again, if this isn't the experience that you're experiencing right now, listeners, it's not a problem at all. You're not doing it wrong. We're all having our own sense of what's in our body. It can, and it overlaps. So as JD is feeling grateful and he's feeling abundant and he's feeling centered, I'm receiving some of that. I feel that from him. Mm -hmm. So JD, when you are ready, you can hold this space in your body without effort and without trying to make it stay. Just allow for it to be. And as you begin to open up your eyes and sort of reconnect, maintain that sense in your body. Mm -hmm. What's that like? It's great. Um, <clears throat> this is where words get difficult to describe. Yeah, because you got to go back in your head. And part of it, I don't want to for that reason. Mm -hmm. Because um, then that gives it maybe some definition that I don't feel. Yeah. Um, what I can tell you is I'm not concerned at all about the should or the, or the reality that I don't have kids, mm -hmm. not concerned about it. Yeah. I'm very aware of what that has, what that has meant for me. Mm -hmm. It also hasn't deprived me of anything that really matters mm -hmm. because uh, as I've experienced many times in this, in this process <clears throat> connected to me and then that heart space connects to others. It's what we all need and whether it's coming from kids or friends or parents or mm -hmm. whatever, it's valuable wherever it comes from. Yep. And I'm experiencing is it isn't more valuable from one to another necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's all part of that. So yeah, my head, my head is quiet. I kind of want to leave it there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, everything's okay. Right? It's, it's, okay. it's all okay. Yeah. yeah it's, and, and it'll still be a question. Um, it'll still come up, uh, what's happened though. The other times it's interesting because when you, interesting, notable. <laughs> hey, we're not going to switch interesting <laughs> for notable. <laughs> you can't use, <laughs> then we got a whole nother thing. Uh, so yes. What's lovely. Oh, lovely. I love lovely. What's lovely is the more times I practice around those shoulds, whatever the stories are, including that one, the less often they come up. Mm -hmm. the faster I catch them mm -hmm. as stories mm -hmm. and the less impact they have even before I do any practice to get present. Mm -hmm. And over time that has, it, it changes my awareness. Yeah. It has of, and what I'm focused on and how I'm doing things, mm -hmm. um, which is a newer space for me historically. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I mentioned in the first episode, I, I always believed my brain was had to power me through everything, had to explain everything, had to decide everything, had to solve everything. Mm -hmm. 
what I love about presences is it helps figure out what needs to be solved and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be my head that does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my head goes to a different space when I'm connected. Different words come out of my mouth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from this space. Yep. You know, what I called, I think, going up the ladder, right? The belly mm-hmm. to the heart space to the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, different words come out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, they sound different. Mm-hmm. I can tell they sound different mm-hmm. just right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel softer, mm-hmm. more connected, less on guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess more, I guess introspective, but from a, more of an awareness of how I'm feeling, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And right now I'd be groovy talking about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> You're just laid back and calm and yeah. all is cool, right? Because a lot of our problems are created when we think about the things. As opposed, what they all mean. Right. As opposed to what we are actually experiencing in the body right now. Mm-hmm. So if we make an experience in the body wrong and we go to think about that experience, we are outside of our experience. We are no longer in the experience. Right. We've turned it into something else. Yeah. And that's where the bullshit stories come from. Yes. The things that no longer, no longer serve us. The yes. things that don't serve us because it takes us away from mm-hmm. that spot. Yeah. Yeah. And what was different for you today was that you were feeling abundance and you were easily centered and grounded. Mm -hmm. It is a little more tricky um, if we're experiencing discomfort and our pattern is to get away from discomfort. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we confronted that a lot Mm -hmm. early on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had to really, I wouldn't even say learn. I had to experience that discomfort, when you would say expand, let that mm-hmm. discomfort expand. Yeah. I remember having reactions to that early mm-hmm. on, being like, what do you mean let it expand? Right. If it expands, it's going to swallow me up. It's going to overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is it, it didn't do those things. But a lot of emotions came. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things came out. The things that I always usually tried to stuff down, mm-hmm. they came out. Well, what came with them was in that process was more clarity. Mm-hmm my head in a different space because it was connected to that ladder. Yep. And then suddenly what I, it was, it's almost like it was following the lead of what was there Mm -hmm. rather than what I've done in the past where my head leads, tries to lead everything else. Mm -hmm. And I had to get comfortable with that discomfort. Mm -hmm. And that, Mm -hmm. that's, that is probably still the biggest challenge in those moment to moment things when the discomfort is there to not, to not fight it, but also not ignore it and wallow in it mm-hmm. at the same time to be aware and then to, yeah. you know, to, to let it be what it is mm-hmm. and get into that, mm-hmm. get into this state as best I can mm-hmm. uh, to let that kind of move its way through. Right. If we That's imagine just emotions just kind of like moving in and out. Yeah. We're sad one moment, we're overwhelmed another, we're curious another, we're... Um, frustrated another, and if we just let them flow in and out, and part of the flow means we've got to acknowledge and yeah. give space, mm-hmm. then they flow in and out, and we don't have to be sort of so controlling about them. Whether we deny them or lodge them in our hip crease here, or <laughs> or throw them at somebody else, throw them at somebody else. Great point, right? Because th- that's when we're disconnected and protected. Like if we bring it all the way back again for from the with the difference of connection versus protection, mm-hmm. right? When we're trying to do all of those things with our emotions or make up the problems, we're protecting ourselves. We're not able to connect with ourselves first yeah. and then really deeply connect with somebody else. Right. And I know in in my inner relations with other people, friends, family, those times where I have felt difficulty in connecting, I, I, I look at it now and almost like I was trying to do it in reverse. Mm-hmm. Let me connect with somebody else so I can connect to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was coming from a place of not having any idea what I was about or what I really, really what I needed in that mm-hmm. moment. And it became at its worst kind of glomming on to people. Yeah. It was a real codependent mm-hmm. impulse. Mm-hmm. Like, I need this person to give me what I need, but I don't even know what it is. Yeah. 
you know, and so I'm just going to throw shit at you Mm -hmm. until you get it. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to withdraw from you Mm -hmm. and hope you get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, never me. Right. It was, Mm -hmm. and, and engaging myself, you know, having other people tell me what kind of day I was going to have by how they were Mm -hmm. reacting to me. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, what I would say to listeners who, who just went through that process, if you didn't connect to that, um, I understand Mm -hmm. because it's really difficult Mm -hmm. at first to, to experience it and then let it happen. Mm -hmm. It took practice. Sure. You know, I mean, I remember early on the quote unquote, how it went or whatever successes were there were minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. Like I'd have Mm -hmm. these moments and then back Mm -hmm. moments and back, the Mm -hmm. moments and back. And, um, but what was great about that was to even get the, just the few minutes of it or just the glimpse of it Mm -hmm. or just to feel it. It feels so natural and free and safe Mm -hmm. and connected that I knew it was there. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent of like, if, if you're looking at a closed door and there's a light at the bottom of the, of the door, you know, there's a light on the back. It's not enough to light anything, Mm -hmm. but if you can get through the door, there's plenty of light. Mm -hmm. It's what it felt like to me. Mm -hmm. And and that's what got me so excited about continuing to do it. All it takes is just a little bit of that experience Mm -hmm. to really show you what's possible. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was a game changer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all we need. Yeah. Looking at, oh, we got some more time. Sometimes, because I wanted to add a couple things. Sometimes that's all we need. It's not like we're trying to get to this place, but we're just going to, I think I said this before, like, oh, I've brushed my teeth today, so now I don't have to brush my teeth ever again, right? Like, we don't, (laughs) we're not going to ever get to that place with this. Have to do it Like, oh, I had this amazing practice, so I am here, and I should be fine Mm. for however long, right? Like, the practice is in the moments that we need connection with ourselves, Right. Because if we keep thinking that other people have to be in a particular way for us. You have to be this way that I need you to be mm-hmm. so that I can be the way that I want to be. Oh, boy. No. And that's what we're doing to each other all over the place. Holy moly. That's like the, that's the number one problem, it feels yes. like. If we can use this practice and beyond to really start to connect our to ourselves, we have the freedom then to be who we want to be. It doesn't have to, we don't have to have permission or acceptance or validation from another person first Mm -hmm. before we're able to do that. And then we can allow them to be who they are because they're not having to make up any deficiencies in ourselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's really true. And I I have experienced that in many of my relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, Several Mm -hmm. have have seen profound growth Mm -hmm. because of that. Uh, and are just better. It's just it's better, just simpler, just easier. Simpler. <laughs> we're not easier, we're not protected honest. from each other all the time. Mm-hmm. I've got to protect myself all the time mm-hmm. from you until you are the person I want you to be. Right. When's that going to ever happen? And in the meantime, I got to just maneuver whatever mm-hmm. I'm going to say or what I'm going to do around what I think is going to get me what I need. And you're not even in reality. Anymore. No, you're making up all kind. You're all over the place. Yeah. And we're stressed and we're anxious and we're, uh, it's feel chaotic or we are. Lonely. Yeah. Even in, I mean, to me, I keep, I, what I keep coming back to is this, this helps explain why for so much of my life I could feel lonely in a room full of people. Mm-hmm. Even people I know I love and I know love me mm-hmm. because I was unable to do that. You know, right. it's that, that's, it's that, it's that protection, but then wanting somebody else to either be vulnerable or break it down or, yes, man. Right. It's our own responsibility mm-hmm. to connect with ourselves first, practice that on a daily basis, brush our bellies, our seats, whatever, I don't um, know. whatever. Anyways, go you got to do it. <laughs> got to do it every day, right? There mm-hmm. has to be some kind of yeah. ability to check in with. And validate and take care of and have compassion for self. And yeah, absolutely. And I think the other the other part of it too is particularly if you're a newer person to this and this is the first episode you're listening to, yeah. this is based in how the body's designed, mm-hmm. right? The ventral vagal system, you learn to use it, mm-hmm. it suddenly is is making its own muscles. Yes. Right. And the brain is going towards pathways that it knows mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. But the things that we tend to go to for relief or to numb ourselves out or in worst cases addictions uh, 
It's because our brains know that when we go there, we can get that relief, or at least we think we can. Mm -hmm. So what I love about this is that it's exercising literally Mm-hmm. new muscles mm-hmm. in the body through the ventral vagal system to keep our get ourselves calm, centered, mm-hmm. connected. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the most powerful part of it. And maybe that's the physiological side of why those things I used to worry about a lot or the stories that come up over time, they, they go away in terms of, or they diminish mm-hmm. in their strength and in their, um, mm-hmm. and how often they pop up, their yes. repetitiveness. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, less stories, more safety in the body. Right. The stories are what keep us in our fight or flight. Not only, but, you know, if we have to run from a bear. We're fight or flight. There's no story there. But. Right. Right. So I'm. When we're talking about stories. stories. Yes, that's not a story. Yes. That's a danger. Yes. Story keeps us in the fight or flight. So. Um, uh, yes. The nervous system. If this is the first podcast you're listening to, definitely circle back around mm-hmm. and listen to the first and second. We don't have to complicate the nervous system. But certainly, right. we know fight or flight, and we know freeze. This is the opposite of all of those, <laughs> what we're doing. And it is biologically based. Mm-hmm. The softening allows for us to get into that system. Mm-hmm. The connecting with breath, connecting with ourselves, there's no danger here. None. The stories are dangerous sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're very protective. Mm-hmm. So we get underneath them. No danger in the body. Body's wired to handle. And we can start to sit in there in our seat more often, connect with ourselves, take care of ourselves, and then mm-hmm. we don't have to put that burden on other people. Mm-hmm. And we can have strong, stronger and deeper connections with them because we're not putting the burden on them. Right. Yeah. And find that maybe what felt like a burden really isn't. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the story that's the burden, maybe not the reality. Ex- well, yes. Yeah, maybe not yes. the reality. Yes. Yeah, and you know, and I and I know because we've heard from from people already who've had lots of questions around mm-hmm. how does this work when something really like there's a reality that's really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, loss of a loved one, a death, grief. You know, those types of things. How do these things work? Uh, it does work in all of those. Uh, I've I've experienced that as well. But it, it's not so much about the reality of what's happening. It's the stories that we build out of it. And that we're going to keep saying that over and over again because it's not what, – what I love about this is that it allows the emotions that I'm feeling, it allows me to be present with them and for them to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. If I'm grieving something, and we hear this all the time actually, right, from other things, you got to let, let that go. You got to let it just do its thing. It'll mm-hmm. take time, right? That's – all the TV shows, they says, well, give it time, give it time. Mm-hmm. Everybody says time, you know, heals all wounds. I think time well spent does, yes. you know, can, can do a lot more of that. And I think that, that for me anyway, it's been <laughs> to let grief, mm-hmm. whatever it is, expand. Mm-hmm. It's the expansion that does the trick. Yeah. Like all, it allows for it kind of to sort of dissolve. Yeah. yeah, and you just to move through instead of becoming this big, huge chunk mm-hmm. that we don't want to face, that we've lodged somewhere in our body. No kidding. D- stop kidding ourselves. We are carrying it around whether we want to face it or not. Right. Might as well leave space open. We lighten our load, and this is part of the way in which we do that. And it prevents the flood. It prevents a, a, it the dam from the breaking, yeah. right, because you let yeah. the ri- that river run. Yep. And you're exactly right, because even the waves of those – of those difficult feelings will come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't last. Mm-mm. No, they don't last. Uh, and that by itself for mm-hmm. someone like me, who is historically terrified of those negative feelings, I feel they're going to destroy me to see them rise up and then ebb. Mm-hmm. Takes away their power. Yes. And one story I want to share. So one of the things that I, I didn't discover this, I practiced it and I noticed it and I didn't discover it, but um, one of the things that happens, and I'll say this really quick, is when I'm in session with a couple and there's a lot of tension between the couple, what I soften and guess what happens? They soften. Hmm. So think about that. We'll leave you with that. Oh, the connectivity of softening. Yes. Ooh. It's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Once again, we've covered a lot. Yes. We've covered a lot. This, mm-hmm. this was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, great example. Great, great story to pick up on. 
Uh, and I hope all of you listening or watching, mm-hmm. uh, that was valuable for you as well. Uh, certainly keep going back uh, to that to that practice if, it, if it's helpful for you. And uh, you can join us in between sessions at our Facebook group. Uh, mm-hmm. Just look up the name of this podcast, Breaking Up With Our Bullshit, mm-hmm. and you'll find it. You can join it. It's a public group. You can put in uh, your comments. You can ask questions. We post content uh, every other day or so, mm-hmm. short videos, that type of thing. And uh, we are also on Instagram. We will mm-hmm. soon be on Twitter, so stay stay tuned for that. Yeah. But uh, thank you for joining us for this. Yes, thank you. Uh, and thank you, Tawny, for mm-hmm. that introduction mm-hmm. uh, to the practice. Absolutely. And uh, I guess we'll figure out what we'll talk about next time by the time we get here for next time. Next time we'll know. So yeah. we're going to debunk the junk. Debunking the junk. Debunking the junk. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. Anything else mm-hmm. you want to say to everybody? No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard. I, you know, try to look, uh, you know, play with this bullshit word. I don't know. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. I'm going to be thinking a lot about it. I think that is the title. Yeah. So we'll, we'll something yeah. with bullshit in it. So yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. You don't need to stick around for that. So yeah. we will see you all next time on Breaking Up With Our Bullshit. I'm JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I mean it. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's against Yeah. I'm in my groove. Here we go. To be right, everybody else to be wrong. I got something to prove. A new man has come into my life, and I'm going to stay here in New York to see what it is about him that intrigues me so.